da 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 You sound insane. You realize that? Yeah. The whole world got crazy. What's up, dogs? You get you get it because it's a book about dogs. Because it's a movie about dogs. You didn't see the movie. You just no. I just read the book. Yeah, we're actually just going to talk about. I didn't know there was a movie. That's weird. Okay, are we sure that was a dog? No, we're 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 sure it wasn't. You're telling me that was a kid. Dog's not real. Here's my question. Yeah. Uh, Why how they can get a dog to shoot basketballs and skateboard, but they can't get a <laughs> to do what's natural to it. A dog to, to, to look to look camera right or uh-huh. chase a fish. I'm just or, gonna put in the line. I'm gonna put in the call that Harrison Ford refused to work with a real dog. Just, yeah. like just allergic. Yeah. He's I like, I am I allergic. Like allergic. Allergic. <laughs> He's a short hair only kind of dog, dog yeah. guy. Yeah. I like how Harrison Ford came right off the set of The Fugitive to do this movie, too. <laughs> just straight. Kept the beard out, and he's like, all right, what we got next? Oh, I'll just stay out here in the woods? Cool. Sounds good. Uh, man, call the call of the wild, a.k.a. who let the dog out into the Yukon, a.k.a. You, 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 yeah. Yukon. Raiders of the Lost Bark, a.k.a. Uh. When nature calls to when going. nature calls, it's one of my favorites. <laughs> and here's my personal favorite, and you, you'll like this, all DFW fans. Bucks Wild, that's my mm. favorite. Mm. Yeah, for a lot for a lot of reasons. Yeah, like, but big Bucks Wild guy. <laughs> but uh, but it's you, just you and Joe Buck playing poker, <laughs> right. and we get wild. And Olivia <laughs> Wilde is there. A lot too. of stories yeah. about his dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, uh, this was this is a movie, that's for sure. Uh-huh. And you know what? I to be honest with you, you know, you mentioned the book, Brian. I thought this was a book that had never been adapted. Apparently, this has been adapted like seven times mm-hmm. yeah, already yeah, to of, into movies, including less less than ten years ago, wasn't it? Like two thousand ten or nine that it was yeah, uh, last rebooted or yeah, there's, there's lots of them. Yeah, had had no clue. But you know what? All none of them had Harrison Ford, so. That's a selling point, mm-hmm. I guess. That was at some point. Couldn't beat Sonic the Hedgehog in its second weekend, though. So mm-hmm. big win for 20th Century yeah. Studios. I don't think – I think that return, though, is is about what I would have expected, though. It's like $25, 28000000 million range. I think that's – It looked – it actually did a lot amazing. better considering how it looked at the outset. Like the oh, trailers yeah, were sure. terrible and – I guess there's really nothing else out. You know, Sonic the Hedgehog's yeah, out. Smart release date. It is because mm-hmm. there's nothing out. It's, it's Sonic the Hedgehog and Birds of Prey. Country, so like everyone's like, I'll go see a snow movie. Well, mm-hmm. well, I mean, if you're an adult that wanted to go to the weekend uh, movies last weekend, then this is pretty much the only thing that was out. If you've seen, you know, Parasite might be out there. 1917 has been out for two months. Bad Boys has been out for two months. Everything else has flopped out of theaters essentially. So this is yeah. the only option you had, and it seems like the twenty million dollar range is movie that people just looking in the papers were like, "I feel like going to a movie." Okay, we'll do that, you know, kind mm-hmm. of range. And uh, it, yeah, that, that surprised me that it made that much considering the trailers. But also, I say to you, speaking of Sonic, why didn't 
they pull the old Sonic with this one and say, gosh, this CGI is bad. Let's hold off until we can, <laughs> we can fix this thing. Or why didn't Disney just Disney plus the heck out of this thing? And uh, is it because they had that Togo movie come out already and they didn't want to be like, all right, our first two original movies are yeah. both dog sledding movies. <laughs> uh, right. I think yeah, they just probably, knew. Probably I mean, they probably had yeah. decent tracking on this that this is going to make some money. So why? Mm-hmm. Harrison Ford still puts butts in seats unless it's Blade Runner. So, uh, <laughs> well, well, I guess they were like, why, why throw good money after bad if this is going to go ahead and make money? Let's just mm-hmm. maximize it. I don't know. I feel like they we had to make their money back. I think so that's why they did. Of, oh, easy. I am kind of been out of it on movie Twitter with this one. Is everyone making fun of the CGI or is it just us? Cause I haven't heard anyone making fun of it, but it might just be me out of it. In a general sense, I think the, let's go to the old RT score on this one. Yeah, it's uh, because be, it's, it's done well in a general it's sense. Well it's done well on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. It is 61% on Rotten Tomatoes. So barely fresh. Okay. Sonic the Hedgehog is at 63. So, yeah, it's only dropped. It started at, like, I don't know, 75 plus, Mm -hmm. and then it's been dropping pretty much 1% every day or so. And, yeah, I would say the critics were way more kind to this than they probably should have been, to be quite honest with you. Um, I I don't know. We'll get into general thoughts here and spoilers maybe later. If you if you haven't read one hundred year old book, The Call of the Wild, by now, <laughs> spoilers. Uh, yeah, man, it this was atrocious in my opinion. Uh, this was wow. I thought this was awful. <laughs> um, couldn't get over the how bad the dog was at any point. Not just the dog, but every other dog in the movie, every animal. Um. I mean, the scenery looked like it was a Thomas Kincaid painting come to life, like <laughs> the most generic setting for a movie that I've seen it's set in nature. You know, um, Harrison Ford gave literally no effort whatsoever on any of the narration. He just like <laughs> sang words into the microphone pretty much. And yeah, I mean, I, I thought the script was terrible. But this, you know, you do do don't do justice to a classic novel like this. I'm very surprised that a it it got second place in the in the theaters last weekend, and b that it's been treated so kindly by audiences. I mean, it's passable at best, like at very best, it's passable, and I don't think it gets a pass for for how bad, truly bad, the dog was done. It. Truly, it, it melted my brain how bad it was. Like <laughs> the emotion, the human emotion that they tried to give the dog, and was it the opposite of the Lion King. On the, the opposite of the Lion of the King. Bad, if it's a continuum, mm-hmm. the yeah. Lion King was not emotion enough. Right, a big bell curve, and then this. The Lion King, at least they looked like real animals. Yeah, at some point, yeah, you probably shouldn't do that for the Lion King, where they're dancing and doing <laughs> choreography and singing. They should have and- traded. They should have traded. Uh, animation staffs on this they did yeah because this was way too cartoony and it didn't blend at all with the scenes it it was like the dog was floating on the outside of the screen the whole time like i never ever felt like the dog was even in the movie (laughs) to begin with and uh yeah it it oh i was really let down by this uh because you know i i'm all for angry old harrison ford in the woods and fighting 
mean, racist old guys, you know, from the <laughs> 1910s or whatever, you know, the 18, late 1800s, Gold Rush style, you know. And, you know, so I'm in on that, but I mean, could they not get a dog? I mean, I understand this was in the Yukon and it was cold, but here's what you should have done with this. You get a real dog and for every scene that could be a real dog, you use the real dog and then you model the CG dog to be the exact same. You scan it in or whatever. And so when he has to jump in a cold river, it's CG. And then when he jumps out, it's the real dog, you know, the whole Jurassic Park method mm-hmm. of things i they could have t- totally yeah, done real that dinosaur and then cgi dinosaur right right exactly real t-rex and then <laughs> and then uh strangely <laughs> the t-rex. real dinosaur costs significantly less than yeah the the real it was like 2.5 for the t-rex you can get which a, is not I bad mean, if you pay yeah, even with inflation that, that's under 10 yeah, yeah you sign an entry-level major league soccer contract and you can get a <laughs> you get a t-rex pretty pretty right. substantial t-rex <laughs> actually and that's just new. I mean, that, that takes out the secondary market. T-rex. <laughs> Not like king of the T Rex, no. you know, yeah. but, but pretty substantial. T-rex, like he's yeah. he's in the hierarchy. The somewhere. Toyota Camry of a T Rex, you know. Mm-hmm. Just he's not an out- yeah. yeah, yeah. He's not an outsider or anything. So no, yeah. I yeah. mean, it's it's true. I mean, for yeah, I mean, a, a, a private small aircraft is going to be way more than, than your own T Rex. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I just. I wanted to like this one so much because it is the kind of movie that I like, but I could not get over how bad, badly it was executed, and and it's just a total mail-in on pretty much every single level that I can conceive of, other than like Karen Gillan trying to do something different, <laughs> Omar Sy, really like him, he's dope, I want to see him in more stuff, but man, every other thing in this was pretty cringy. And it felt like a Disney Plus movie that they're like, oh, we need to make some money on this, so let's put it out there. It was something I would you would see on TV. It really felt like that to me. But yeah, I, I know I'm in the minority on this one for not not really digging it. But um, Brian, you want to take the wheel here? Sure. Yeah. Um, I did, I don't have nearly as strong feelings, uh, negative or positive, as you do, Ken. I think. Um, I think yeah, the CGI is terrible. Um, I, I will say maybe just the war of attrition, but my eyes did adjust at some point or I just stopped, stopped being bothered by it. I don't know. It was, the whole thing is weird to me. Like, again, just saying what you said, like, I don't know why you don't just get a dog and do a lot of this stuff because dogs are, uh, trainable. I don't know if you guys knew that or not. Mm. Uh, they're not. It's, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's it's pretty easy to, to train a dog. Uh, so yeah, I would like to have seen that done. It, it seems like a really big, the, the big problem with this is like that it costs $125 million to make. Like that's a, <laughs> that's a mistake guys. Like this, the budget on this needs to top out at 75 at, Ooh. at most, yeah, at most. So that's probably 25 too. I mean, seriously, yeah. like, yeah, cause this, I would have, exp- I, I didn't know that budget until just this second. If you would have told me, Hey, this movie really? made uh, yeah. Th- this movie made uh, twenty twenty five million dollars, forty million at the worldwide. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, that's probably that's probably right yeah. in line with what they would have expected. When I see that it, that it cost one hundred and twenty five to make, uh, so did Harrison uh, Ford make one hundred and twenty three million? I, I know, right? I know, because it seems like they had to skimp on the CG um, to, to to pay his right. Out. If it's they spent, strange... I, I don't understand how they price out CG. I I, I, I understand how they do, yeah. but. I mean, does do the VFX supervisors just go in and say, "Oh, you want a dog? That's going to be 
110 million. You know, they just throw a number <laughs> well, out there. Yeah, I mean, and it could this that really could Once you develop the technology, to... the, the it's it's literally, right. I mean, you just animate. I mean, I don't I, get it. Either. But it could speak to why I guess uh, it could speak to why the CGI is is as bad as it is because it's very like it's very I would say it's likely if not you know extremely possible that Disney got this in the acquisition and just said, "Okay, that's enough. We're not spending another dollar on mm-hmm. this thing." It's it, it you know, it's it is what it is and we can write it off and and move on. Fox spent that money, not Disney, you know. Um so that may oh, be part of it. Yeah, I guess it was it's a Fox. yeah, 20th Century. Yeah. Is the first, I think the first 20th Century Studios movie, isn't it? To come uh, out sure. since the maybe uh, maybe there's like maybe. one more that already came out, but but um but yeah, look, once my eyes got adjusted to it or I stopped caring, it didn't bother me as much. It still just seemed like a like a foolish way to do this, but um Especially when the dog's running around and moving and stuff, you don't see its eyes, so it's a little less jarring to to stare into its human eyes. Um, it was just kind of uh, it was it was a little bit better on that front. I didn't think Ford Ford was fine. Like you know, you know how I feel about this. I feel like once you've established yourself, you're entitled to a few mail ins every now and then to get get a little get cash that check and. And just show up. Um, I thought that was that was okay. The thing that I liked about it more than anything else, I think it, I thought it handled the themes of the book really well, and that was the stuff that I kind of expected to be done poorly. Um, I re- this is a great book one one of the you know the great American books from from that uh, from the century and from the time period. And um, I reread it this last week. I did an audio book with it, and I was like, I don't know how you make this in 2020. Like, there's a whole lot of. Uh, there's a whole lot of like indigenous people stuff that doesn't translate to 2020 at all. And there's other things that go into that. I'm just like, I'm not really sure how that's going to, and even the themes are not necessarily not PC, but they're, they're definitely a little bit less mainstream than they were um, when, when Jack London wrote this book and stuff. And so I wondered how is that going to play? I thought they got the themes really well. And I took my kid to see this and he, I felt like really grasped the whole concept of what the call of the wild is and how they symbolize Getting that chicks, with the wolf yeah, and all that same. kind of stuff. And I, and I thought that, <laughs> and, uh, Sometimes you just feel I was the urge, impressed you know? by that. I, I think that would have been the easy part. It, it's funny that they got that part right and screwed up the production so badly. Cause it's just, it, it seems like it could have very, I would have guessed it would go the other way around that you'd, you'd kind of. You'd mess up the themes trying to to modernize or to twenty twenty eyes uh, the the book, but you but the CGI would look really cool and it'd be a fun like adventure movie. And instead, they really did the exact opposite. It's just a, it's a, it's very odd that it that it turned out that way. But I was glad that they handled the the material the way they did and um, made a few changes that I think had to be made. And it, and it was uh, that part of it was pleasant. But again, I'm I'm with you just in the sense of like. Why did we not just do this with the dog? It's a it's a very it's a very odd choice uh, to make. Um, and there's there's look, I didn't love it, but I thought it was fine to find plus, and and I would I appreciate the things that it that it did well, um, and didn't kind of didn't expect them to. But Arby, what about you? Yeah, so I'm an unfair critic on this one because. Um, I should have sat this one out because this is like a horror movie for Brian. Mm, like I, yeah. I don't do dogs. I'm one of those people. I can't do animals in peril, even fake ones. It's, I don't even like 
I don't even. This part of my reason with animation. I I don't even like animated, like fully animated stuff. It just makes mm-hmm. me uncomfortable when they're not humans and they're in any kind of peril. Don't know why that is. Um, I had a lot, a lot of stuffed animals as a kid. If that answers any questions, <laughs> it's a lot of questions actually. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I could not have hated the experience of watching this anymore. But that's not fair to the movie, you know. So I, I I'll try to come into this uh, removing that part of it. A lot of the like inherent drama of this is just. It's like such a, I mean, the movie outside the dumb animated dog is fine, but like so much of that negates some of the inherent drama, like things happen. And then you just look at this stupid, like animated Mm. face (laughs) and, uh, it was cool. But yeah, you're right, Brian. I, I do think that like the themes of the novel, uh, are, it, it is, a this is a, like a pretty moral uh, flawed but moral movie in a way, and so like that part's that part's good, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, you know, in terms of the tech, yeah, I, I I knew Kent would just hate this because like mm-hmm. Kent's so much more technically minded than we are, and notices yeah. so much. I almost when, texted you guys because I think I saw this before either of you, and yeah. I almost texted you and just said, "Hey, let's just not do." Uh, <laughs> I wish, man. I, was, I just think I think the, this is not yeah. going to appeal to either of you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it was, it was, so I, if I'm noticing, I know Kent's like having a full aneurysm. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's, there's, there's, I will say we've been doing this show, uh, over seven years now, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, there's f- been far worse February movies we've been subjected to. I, I sure. grant oh, yeah. this movie that. So, um, but I did not enjoy myself. Yeah, you're, that's a good point. I just think this movie could have been very strong to quite strong had a few things changed with it. It's not a total. It wasn't a total loss, other than this the uh, the uh, the idea at the outset of let's do this whole thing in CG because we can, kind of, and we don't have to deal with dog trainers and and all of that stuff. I'm sure it's a liability issue. It's mm-hmm. a lot of things. It's difficult. But at the end of the day, you have a better movie if you can do that. Sometimes I think it's worth the work. If if they didn't do CG, this movie – let's just talk about the budget for a second. This movie could have been a 35 to $40 million yeah. dollar movie if you just did a regular dog. It forward, would have taken yeah. longer. It would have probably been more pain to make for the director other than just storyboarding this whole thing out and mm-hmm. approving VFX – shots for the next for for six months you know he would be have to filming a dog for six months but at the end of the day you're you could have a 90 percent plus certified fresh film that you know i guess it's got there's nothing coming out this weekend so it probably would have won at least two weekends easily mm-hmm. and made that money back made 40 million dollars in a week and a half you know just domestically so i mean uh, i i think you're right at the at the outset Disney probably got a hold of this and we're like, how much did y'all spend on this? Oh, whoa. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. let's put that out and try to make yeah, some of that back because yeah. Yeah. a, we're not putting any more money into this. We can, we could pull a Sonic and just reanimate mm-hmm. the whole thing and, and yeah, it'll look better. Any, yeah. They didn't have any skin in the game. Though, right. Right. Exactly. Like it's easy to say it's, it's, it's way tougher for Paramount to write off Sonic in September or whatever than it is for Disney to be like, yeah, we don't care. We did Togo two months ago. So like, this is fine. You know? And Togo was a real dog, mind you, wasn't it, Brian? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he was, he was the real Balto, basically, if you remember the story. Oh, I, I love Togo Balto. Togo is the dog that actually did 
all of the work in that. Balto ran like 12 miles or something. Yeah, Balto. Gosh. Classic Balto. Classic yeah. Balto with a statue out all there. all the shine. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I am a, I'm a fan of these kinds of movies, man. I love dog sledding for some reason. I think <laughs> that's super fascinating. One of my biggest uh, watches as a kid was White Fang. I probably watched White mm-hmm. Fang mm-hmm. 20 times as a kid. Super into the Iditarod race and everything, and I love that story. And why hasn't that been rebooted already? I mean, uh, no, that yeah, be. that that yeah. seems like an easy. You can't, you, can't, you can't do it with a real dog now. You could in 1995, but in mm-hmm. 2020, that's it's completely un, undoable uh, apparently. But I mean, I like Janusz Kaminski. I like the cinematographer. He's Spielberg's cinematographer, yeah. and it had a very, very yeah, had a very approachable I mean, feel that's to a good it thing. yeah yeah a ger- generic not generic not but generic. a very wide yeah. appeal to uh, the look and feel of the movie totally. which is good for families this is a family movie i see what they were going for i do appreciate that level because i don't mm-hmm. feel like we get a lot of movies that you can take the four-year-old and take the 17-year-old too and, and the 71 year old. Right. And the 71 year old that, and, and maybe everybody kind of gets something different out of it or enjoys it for, for something different. So from that perspective, I'm, I'm glad this movie was made, but from the perspective of we can do some mediocre CG that costs a lot. That's what, that's what blows my mind is that mm-hmm. why did it, why is it so mediocre for costing so much? If you spend that much, don't you think it's like, well, trust me, we're going to spend 125, but it's going to look so good that you're not going to know, you know, that it's that it's even fake. Because to me, this looks like a 25 million dollar CG movie. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, no, it's totally like you pay the not the best. You don't get ILM or Weta or one of those <laughs> VFX houses. You're like, yeah, we'll go with the uh, the startup out of Santa Fe, you know, that says they can do this for for cheaper. Mm-hmm. That's what it, it looked like, but they spent, I mean, I, I would imagine 95% of the movie was, there was a CG shot in it or some mm-hmm. kind of CG character. And the thing about it is in context, it looks fine. Like if you took a screenshot or took a frame of the movie, it's like, wow, that looks pretty good. It looks like a real dog, but it's the, it's the keyframe animation that was so bad with it the way the dog moved the way it blended in with the real environments that's what that's what tore me apart it wasn't the emotion of the dog which was atrocious and stuff and just the way the script was written for harrison ford to interact with the dog i was like who talks to their dog in complete full sentences all the time it's like I wrote one down that says, <laughs> he goes, you've I got, you've got something here, something yes. important. I'm leaving, but you need to come say bye. Mm-hmm. You're a good dog, Buck. Like who, yeah. who sits there and's like, before they leave the house, Richard's like, all right, Olive, you're a really good dog. But what we're going to do is I'm going to go to work and then I'm going <laughs> to like, it, I mean, that works in a comedy, but I in this very I, scene right now. <laughs> uh, attacking him. God, there yeah. was so much of it that could have been done with body language or just the way he interacted right, with the but dog. Then it's not a kid's movie, I guess, uh, I but mean, it was just that stuff doesn't play to, to kids the way it does. And that I, I, to be honest, I would have been fine with that. Like the book is not a kid's book. It's a, a young, like a, a twenties. It's, it's kind of aimed at, at, at 
20 somethings. It's, it's a Chris McCandless type book, you know? And I think that probably that might've made the movie better. Kent just for, I mean, as much as I appreciate that it's family friendly and that I could take my kid to go see it and everything from a, as a fan of the book and the themes of the book, it probably that stuff you could eliminate if you make it a, a movie for, you know, that's more PG 13 than PG and you can, you can do some of that uh, body language stuff and, and uh, a little bit, a little bit more subtlety to what it's going on, but it's really hard to do that in a movie that you're trying to appeal to, to six and eight year olds, you know, white thing was one I watched a lot. Also iron will, Mm-hmm. Another yeah, same here. Classic, yeah. classic yeah. Disney dog sledding movie. Mm-hmm. That those are two years apart. Ninety one was mm-hmm. White Fang. Yeah. Ninety four was or yeah, ninety four actually was Iron Will. So, I think there's a couple others that kind of fall into that pattern. It seemed like it was a b- a big time for the uh, for the sled movie or and such. There was, was a yes, total genre in, in Netflix. You know, and speaking of. I don't know how many more thoughts y'all have on on Call of the Wild, but Rotten Tomatoes released the top 80 best dog movies ranked by Tomato Meter. Mm. I'm going to go through a couple of these. So coming in at 79 was Beverly Hills Chihuahua. We've already gone off the rails. Anyone see that? (laughs) Starring Drew Barrymore, Andy Garcia, George Lopez, and Jamie Lee Curtis. Beverly Hills Chihuahua. 101 Dalmatians, the Glenn Close one is on the list. Uh, Art of Racing in the Rain, that was a dog movie <laughs> last year. Remember yeah. that one? Oh, remember yeah, this one from the 90s, Brian? Zeus and Roxanne with Steve yeah. Gutenberg, where it's like a, a, a dolphin and a yeah. and a dog become friends. <laughs> yeah. That was a classic. I was at Grandma's house. All right, kids, we're going to watch a movie. <laughs> Zeus and Roxanne, I taped it off <laughs> HBO. Like this is terrible. I'm I'm, I'm nine years old, and I think even this is I don't know. Uh, all dogs go to heaven. Scarring, scarring for children. Oh, that I that scarred me as a kid. And yes, I probably watched it Not last time when I was four, and I I haven't watched it since because it was. I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to think about dogs in heaven and the my existential crisis of <laughs> living at age five. Uh, so Airbud is on the list. Classic. Like I said, I'll mention Airbud as many times as possible. Hotel for Dogs, Rock Dog in twenty seventeen. Did Coop see Rock Dog? No. No. Fortunately, I don't think he ever knew that it was a thing because the marketing was so bad. <laughs> I was happy with that. Benji? Or Benji? I watched a lot of Benji as a kid. Benji was a big player. Oh Benji. We got a Dog's Journey in twenty nineteen, last year. Little Scooby Doo action. We got Oliver and Company, Turner and Hooch, Clifford the Big oh. Big Red Dog movie, which they're I think they're making into a CG. Supposedly a new one this new year. One. Yeah, yeah, live action mm-hmm. Clifford mm-hmm. later in the year. That'll be great. Mm-hmm. Oh, here this is right in my zeitgeist. Homeward Bound, Homeward Bound two actually Lost Man. in San Francisco. Uh, that's uh, the one. I'm talk the- about this guy crying. Whew. Homeward Bound. That'll do it. The, that, that, oh man! That's, that when they come home, when Shadow comes back child. at the end, yeah. and they run across oh, the fields, and when that dog comes over the hill, yes, oof, that's exactly that is, the Golden Retriever. That is rough, man. That it is. is. Tears are tears are flowing, and we have at sixty two on the list. We got Balto, the animated one from ninety five. 
Cats and Dogs from 2001. Remember that one? Yeah. Coop loves that one. Does he? Yeah. You have that one on Blu-ray or 4K? Netflix, man. No. Oh, Netflix. Netflix. Gotcha. Yeah. Cats and Dogs. Netflix is terrible if you have children. Just What about Truth I... About Cats and Dogs? Like Christina mm-hmm. Ricci joint. Does he like that one? <laughs> yeah, I told him it was the sequel. He doesn't really understand how it connects, but, uh, but he's yeah. there for it. So. It's But it's a good, I feel like it's a good kind of... Uh, uh, prep for Black Snake Moan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's what I told him. No, yeah. he's he's yeah. saw Black Snake Moan at <laughs> early age out, mm-hmm. at the outset. Right. It's like kind of an introduction to cinema. And <laughs> Christina Ricci, who the first every, movie he saw. Yeah, every yeah. kid before they enter kindergarten has to have a clear understanding of who right. Christina Ricci was and how she was relevant for yeah. After he said he didn't years. like home with Jim Parsons, I was like, right, now you're ready for black snake mode. Yes, so. exactly. You clearly have impeccable taste. <laughs> and I wave that like I just do not care. <laughs> Gets right every time. My hands are in the air and I'm waving them like I just do not care. Far from home, the adventures of yellow dog, 1995. I didn't see it. I, a, I've seen home. I mean, uh, homeward bound. And then that's it. It was mm-hmm. scarring for me. I've never seen any of this stuff. I just would see commercials for them, and then I would hug my dogs for hours and cry. <laughs> they remade Benji, apparently, on Netflix. Yeah. In 2018. I think I've seen that. 60% on the ORT. Yeah. And we got A Dog's Way Home, Secret Life of Pets, Cujo. You showing him Cujo yet? <laughs> Classic Stephen King property, Cujo. Yeah. Iron Will, Marley and Me. Oh, there's, there's one I'm never going to see. Marley and Me. Yeah. No, thanks. Emotional terrorism. Exactly. I knew that in Good even in 2008, I was like, nope, not gonna, <laughs> not gonna go down that road. I well, know exactly what happened. I'm sure really carries the emotional weight of that. Wow. Yeah. yeah. He wow. does. Sort of like a wild dog. <laughs> Call the wild. <laughs> White Fang from 91, like I said. Uh, we've got Dog Days from 2018. I never saw that one. The Lady and the Tramp from 2019. Did you see that remake, Brian, on the Disney Plus? No, I have not. That one has real dogs, apparently. They could do Mm. get dogs to eat spaghetti and kiss, but they can't get them to run through nature. Okay. Gotcha. Possibly chase a rabbit. I mean, that's. Yeah, that's that's out of. Yeah, we can't (laughs) get them to sit next to I mean, they're dogs, guys. There's a limit to what we can teach them to do. Just like, I mean, it's probably in their nature. No, I'm the dog trainer. Trust me. But my brother owns a CGI firm. Just use him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's based out of Tulsa. Um, you'll... They're good. <laughs> Here's one you don't think a lot as a dog movie. I Am Legend. Oh, oh yeah. A good a man's dog. best That's friend. That's one I've seen. Andy. That's tough on the dog front. It yeah, is. that is tough on the dog front. That's some of Will Smith's best acting, though, for real. I'm not, I mean, I'm not joking. Like, that's a really... Somebody came uh, after us really a couple of... I don't know, week, weeks ago on social media because we said that uh, Bad Boys for Life was fun. And somebody had taken King Richard and the draft. They're like, when's the last time Will Smith had a fun movie? Independence Day? And I rattled off like seven good Will Smith movies. <laughs> like, any any questions? Uh, and yeah, this hasn't been very recently, but like, let's not act like he hasn't That's done kind of one the thing. What we said in the episode yeah. is that we want to get back to um, that. And um, I said, uh, we're all rooting for Will Smith. I don't think anyone actively wants Will Smith to not be mm. around because I think everyone kind of likes Will Smith. But what do I know? The Fox and the Hound. That's a one from my, oh, I was big into that one as a kid. 1981's Fox and the Hound. 
White Fang 2. Uh, My Dog Skip. Remember that one? Frankie Muniz? Mm-hmm. That one's tough, too. Oh. All these are you're just going to cry. Dog movies are rough, man. Yes. It's tough. It's tough. Yeah. My Dog Skip. Oh, my god. That's gosh. what I like. When I took Coop to see this, I, my wife was like, are you sure about this? I was like, well, the dog lives, so I think he'll be okay. Like, she wanted to watch Turner and Hooch the other day, and I was like, no, we're not showing him Turner and Hooch. I don't want to deal with that right now. It's, it's tough. It's tough. Here's the one. The dog lives in this one. Spoiler alert. So The Adventures of Milo and Otis. Man. Big player. Big, Big player in the game. That came house. out in 86? I thought that came yeah. out in like 56. <laughs> oh, that was during the Disney dark period. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah. I've you watched that one the, so many uh, times. Let's st- we've got to stop listing dog one. movies, though, because yeah. I can feel people fast-forwarding. I have this. is. we got to get to the top three. What do we got? We got the – okay. What what are some that I haven't named that you think would be on the list? Can you think Best of any? Best in Show. We'll talk about okay. that later yeah. this year. Yeah. That's a great Best in one. Show is at number six on the list. Okay. Old Yeller. Old yeah. Yeller is number one. Okay. Okay. At 100, well, that one's 100% on. <laughs> yeah. That one's. Yeah. 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 Good. Uh, 101 Dalmatians is number two, mm-hmm. the original one. Yeah. I don't see where the Red Fern grows. That was a big book player in my house growing up mm-hmm. as a dog. Man, man, and dog. Only oh, have the Lassie movie too on mm. the list, but yeah. So a lot of been a lot of movies that have done this without CGs. Guess the point I make. Oh, Alpha was eighty percent. Oh yeah, certified fresh eighty for that. That's so crazy. Alpha. That movie is not just a total train wreck. I yeah. can't believe that's not just an awful movie. But. And excuse me, speaking of dogs, this might be off subject a little bit, but just take a guess on how much I can bench press. <laughs> Come on, what do you think? Take a guess. 315 pounds at the top one, of my game, maxing out <laughs> One of the best Buck Laughlin quotes. Oh, goodness. <laughs> I've taken a sponge bath in smaller bowls than that. <laughs> all right, I'll see y'all at Buck's Wild after this. <laughs> the after party this. for the Call of the Wild Buck after party. Uh, man, yeah, let's grade this one out. I... I liked Sonic more than this thing, man. I had funner time with Sonic the freaking Hedgehog. So I can't, in my heart of hearts, I can't recommend this movie. Uh, I'm going to give it a B minus. Wow, that's, that's a lot higher than I thought it was yeah. going to be. We I was going to go C, but, it's, but we talked you down. It, I said it's passable at best. Okay. And to me, passable is B. And this is not a B. The B minus. If I gave it a C, I feel like I get a lot of emails, but I feel like a C in my heart. But on paper, I'm going to put B minus because I feel like maybe if I see it at home on a smaller screen, maybe I'll like it more, mm-hmm. and uh, I'll, I'll pay less attention. That you know, I was I was kept waiting for for my eyes to kind of cross like the magic eye things from the '90s, where I'm like, oh, okay. I see something completely not a CG dog now, and that's what I saw. So, yeah, B minus for me. What about you, Brian? Uh, I'll go B, light B plus, light B plus. I like. I'm just, like I said. I just appreciate that they got the themes right. I didn't think that that would happen, um, and I I don't know. I, I had an okay time with it, in spite of the fact that that the CG is is pretty. Uh, Best thing pretty about horrific. it. We're out of there in 90 minutes. Yeah, I'm, it's pretty I'm short. Out. That's nice. I love that. Yeah. 
Had that, a good time with the kids. The whole better. theater was full of like dads with their sons and daughters and stuff. And I thought that was pretty cool. And so maybe it's a sentimental B plus, but uh, but yeah, B plus for me. Arby. Yeah, Kent and I have different thresholds on passing because <laughs> this is a, a a near pass for me, but not quite. So I'm giving it a D plus. Oh. C minus everything C mi- minus and up is okay. This wasn't okay. This was just bad. Enough to be bad. So alter D+. it. D plus. No, you're grading. You we have different scales. That's fine. Yeah. I'm just saying. My 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 like. I'll recommend it to most people. Is a B. Anything less than that is you're falling off the cliff. And this one's mm. just teetering on the edge, in my opinion. Like I said, this could have been. You do this the exact same movie with a better looking dog, and I probably give this a B or even maybe an A minus. Because I just thought the yeah the, the whole dog part of it I just ooh, ooh, I'm done talking about it. Well, that's the call of the wilds. We got a lot of fun stuff coming up in the VIP this week, and I want to tease that a little bit. We've got our Clue throwback episode that's going to be really really fun. If you haven't watched Clue in a long time, definitely throw it back to that one. Watch that one this week and join us for that episode. And we've also got our exclusive AMA where our Lovely VIPs, ask us anything. And that's going to be released this week as well. So if you want to get down on that, maybe a little more banter talk, some questions about life, things that we do outside of the show, get down on that AMA and join us in our Discord as well. We've got a really great community of people there, movie lovers that are talking about all kinds of things, TV, spoilers. We've got it pretty much going on. 24 seven in the discord. So join us over there if you're a VIP and if you're already signed up and aren't in that discord, then maybe message us and we'll, we'll get you hooked up with that. But it's mm-hmm. been a fun time and I'm looking forward to it. But I, I guess we're kind of off next week other than, uh, I guess the invisible we'll man, maybe yeah, we'll do yeah. invisible man, or maybe we put a throwback in into the main feed or something. We'll, we'll figure it out. We got that. And then we've got uh, onward, I guess the week after. Mm hmm. That time so, of year gets a little dry. Got to crank it up. A good honeymoon time. Mm-hmm. I did, yeah. So have fun, man. I will Enjoy. be. Uh, I'll be gone in Hawaii. So if you're it's a man, fam, you go from to Thailand Hawaii. without your wife. But you know, it's your honeymoon. So <laughs> I could say a lot of things right now, but I'm just going to let it slide, and we're going to end the episode. So where can I find you online, Richard? You can find me at Richard Barden on pretty much every social media. Brian, where can I find you? You can find me on Twitter and such at bgill 12 You can find my writing at madaboutmoviespodcast.com and the Mad About Movies Podcast newsletter, of which there will be a new issue sometime in March. Look forward to that. Kent, what about you? You can find me online at Kent Garrison on the Twitter. Follow us at Mad About Movies on Twitter as well. And I'm excited to, to jump back into the Discord and hang out with our VIPs for our AMA. So until then, until we maybe talk onward or next week, maybe a little movie news action, we'll see you at the cinema. Goodbye. Hey baby, I hear the blues are calling Tossed salads and scrambled eggs And maybe I seem a bit confused Yeah, maybe, but I got you pegged (laughs) But I don't know what to do With those tossed salads and scrambled eggs They're calling again Scrambled eggs all over my face They're making me ya-ya the They're calling again.